The text for our Easter sermon today comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Easter is everything for lots of reasons. It marks the real beginning of spring, which in Texas means 100 degree days and humidity that makes you wonder why you even bothered taking a shower. Easter means my life will be filled with peanut butter and chocolate eggs, which are the best. But more importantly, Easter is everything because if it really happened, it changes everything. If Jesus Christ truly did die and rise, as history tells us he did, and as he predicted, then it proves him to be trustworthy. And it demands that all else he said be dealt with and all that he promised be believed. And that's why nothing, nothing in 2,000 years has ever stopped the world from celebrating this moment of marking this day, not persecution, not world wars, not great famines, not previous pandemics, nothing. And I get it, churches right now are empty. But listen to me, so is the tomb of Jesus Christ. And because of that, though so much has changed in our lives, nothing has shaken our hope. Yes, we are wearing masks and standing six feet apart, which by the way, you're a little close. But even so, we are worshiping because Jesus is still alive and his resurrection, Easter, is still everything. I wanna remind you of two things that are true for you because of the resurrection of Jesus. Now, you might wanna jot these down, they're important. Write yourself a, a note on your phone or, or text them to yourself. You ready? Because Jesus is alive, there is hope in every hard season and purpose in every pain. In the scriptures, Paul refers to you and me as, as jars made out of clay. In the first century, the clay jar was the cheap jar, the common all-purpose jar. Think of that one plastic cup that you've had forever, the one you grab without looking, whether it's for a quick drink of water, a late-night glass of wine when the dishes are dirty, or something for the kids to clean their brushes when they're doing watercolors. You've got that cup, right? It's plastic, it's, it's worn down, the design is faded. You would never give it to a guest, but you use it a lot. That, Paul says, that is us. Scratched up, banged up with a lot of miles on us, and we just keep going. He, he's not trying to be disrespectful, he's just trying to be honest. Being us is not easy. We are chipped and cracked common clay pots. But, he says, the death and resurrection of Jesus, if you believe it, are like treasures stuffed into this common pot, this plastic cup. And here's the thing about cups and jars. What makes them valuable isn't what they're made of, but what they contain, what they hold. And, and you and I now hold, though cracked and chipped, we now hold promises that, if true, make us indestructible. You hold a promise that there is always forgiveness, so you don't have to worry about your own dumb choices destroying the pot. 
you hold a promise that there will, in the end, be life. You don't have to worry about the day you drop and shatter on the floor. You hold a promise that the one who made you, who formed you, sees you and loves you. You may at times feel misplaced, but you will never be lost. Because of the promises placed within you, there is hope for you, hope of forgiveness, of God's presence, of life that will not end in every hard season. And listen, I understand that for many of us, this is a terribly difficult season. Sickness, job loss, anxiety, and uncertainty are all escalating, and I don't want to minimize that. But if you're struggling, listen to me. If Easter is true, then what you're experiencing it can shake you, it can press on you and do a number on you, but it cannot have you. Because if Christ is risen from the dead, then there is a promise placed in you that says craziness and crises and even coffins are just commas. My story will continue. I am more than the clay you see. I hold a treasure within. There is hope in every single hard season. Now, some see the existence of pain itself as reason not to believe in God, assuming that if a good God existed, he couldn't possibly allow difficulties we experience, like coronavirus, to take place. But there's real fault in that logic. It seems to forget that God, if he exists, would be by definition all-knowing and all-powerful, which, reminder, we are not. And if God is all-knowing and all-powerful, isn't it then logical that he would have rationale for allowing certain things and the power to redeem and make good out of all things that we could never possibly wrap our small minds around? Of course. It's like when my five-year-old son asks me why, for the 14th time, he can't stay up really late playing Lego and watching YouTube. I can explain my 40-year-old reasoning to him, that at this age, he needs at least 10 hours of sleep and too much screen time is harmful for his development and that I would like some time to play with Lego. But that won't work. He can't grasp it. He'll hear all that and then he'll just say, but why? And I'll have to say, because. The presence of pain that you can't understand doesn't disprove God. It just confirms that you're not him, which perhaps is the thing you really have an issue with. But again, that's part of the really, really good news of Easter. Easter doesn't tell us why we have pain. It just tells us that there is now purpose in every pain, that God is at work redeeming and making good out of our pain. In general, whether you're a believer or not, God has wired the world in such a way that pain is a training ground. Lessons can be learned and strengths discovered and beauty can come from brokenness such that while it started as something we may wish had never happened, it can result in some good that we can't imagine living without. But specifically for people of faith, God promises an even greater purpose. Not just in our pain, but, but our whole lives. This is what Paul means when he says that we exist to carry the death and reveal the life of Jesus in our bodies. Jesus experienced the greatest of pain and suffering, and it led to the greatest of victories, life over death for all. And now we can experience pain, and it's a chance, an opportunity to proclaim our hope in his victory. 
For those who believe in the promises of Easter, it's as if your entire life becomes this divine object lesson for the rest of the world. Your, your pain, your whole person now exists as a platform to demonstrate the promises that Easter Day provides. Your sins become an example of all that the cross can forgive, purpose in pain. Your endurance in difficulty and the character it produces becomes a picture of how God strengthens and sanctifies purpose in pain. Your faith, as small as it might seem in the face of job loss or a cancer diagnosis, becomes a picture of the peace that only God can provide. That's purpose in pain. And even your death, your death will be something that God will walk you through and your grave will be something he raises you out of. There's purpose in pain. And all of it will serve to display the grace, the power, the goodness, and the victory of God in Jesus Christ. The next time you come face to face with pain, and there will be a next time, part of you should just say, hey, I'm just making Jesus look good. I'm just putting some of those Easter promises on display. And think about it. What more noble of a task is there than that? Purpose in every pain. Today, Easter Sunday, is all about the empty tomb. Today is all about celebrating that fact. And I hope you're able to gather around a table with no more than nine other people that you love and feast and laugh and celebrate the fact that there is hope and purpose in all things. But I want to close by turning our thoughts to tomorrow, to Easter Monday. Easter Sunday gives us an empty tomb. Easter Monday gives you an open door. You who are followers of the resurrected Jesus have the opportunity to live differently come Monday morning. You can either continue to react to what's going on around you, the latest coronavirus counts and the chaos of our world, or you can reflect all that this weekend, Good Friday and Easter, have given to you. Will you let the latest problem pull your mind away from Easter joy? Or, or will you choose, and it is a choice, to see your problems, your issues, your pains through the lens in light of Easter joy? Will you react to the chaos or reflect your risen Christ? Houston, history tells us that after the first Easter, the world was never the same. Not because the physics had changed. No, it was those disciples who saw the resurrected Jesus who changed. They were changed and then they went and changed their world. Their peace in the face of problems turned a terrified world upside down. Singing and laughing and sharing, they made the entire world stop and ask, why? Don't get me wrong, they still grieved and they got mad, but Paul says, even our grief is different now. It's seasoned with hope. Listen, the world is celebrating today. But if you're a baptized, forgiven jar of clay, the world needs your hope tomorrow. They are in a hard season. They are in deep pain. Let them see some of the treasure that you've tucked away. Look, Easter is everything. It means candy and cute kids in Easter outfits. It's eating ham and chowing down on cheesy potatoes. At my house, it's hunting for eggs in the living room while my wife breaks cascarones on my head which she seems to enjoy a little too much. It's like she's getting out some frustration. Whatever Easter is for you, I hope you get to enjoy it all today. But more than anything, may your 
everything, include the fact that every word of Jesus can now be trusted, that every struggle has hope, that every pain has purpose, and that you are going to be way more than okay. Because even though we are common pots and plastic cups, we now hold a treasure that can't be taken away. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, and for the hope and the purpose that it gives to us. We pray, Father, that you would, you would allow us to not just celebrate today, but, but reflect the hope and the purpose and the peace that we have tomorrow. May we step into the world that we live in knowing that it is a brand new world, one where death can lead to life, one where every sin can be forgiven, and one where our God loves his people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.